Episode 3 is sponsored by the Don't Freeze, Wear Another Jumper Society. A society dedicated to explaining why everything's your fault and why you should be sorry about it. Check their website for details on why energy companies are right not to pay tax whilst making ever-increasing profits. Plus, why you're wrong if you think they should. Monsoon Jackson, Series 3, Episode 3, Resident Evil. Back on Earth, there was a turning point in history where human data became profitable. It started, innocuously enough, with vouchers. You get a discount if you spent in-store, but that wasn't enough, and so reward cards were born. Suddenly, corporations had access to your shopping habits. They knew if you were a steak-and-chips kind of lady or a romaine-lettuce-and-half-fat-cheese kind of guy. They knew you preferred jeans over chinos, t-shirts over shirts, chocolate over fruit, alcohol over fruit juice. From here, clever people designed algorithms to leech more of your personal data. The more you typed into your social media, the more they knew, and the more profit they could take from you. Who your relatives are, where you holiday, what shows you like, music you like, books you like, your health. Everything was for trade, and corporations grew rich on the harvest of human laziness. We all knew our data had value, but, for some reason, we had no desire to profit from it ourselves. We were happy for others to have that money. As if corporations weren't already laughing hard enough about our collective stupidity, the next wave had them fighting for breath and waving their hands around to try and help them calm down. An epoch-defining moment when data-gathering devices came into being. Devices that could listen, watch, and learn. That many happily took into their own homes because turning the lights out themselves was just too much hassle and remote controls were outdated. And the best bit? The corporations got us to pay them to put these devices into our homes. Can you imagine pitching that idea and the absolute cacophony of champagne corks being popped? Wait, people will pay us to put surveillance devices in their homes so we harvest every last shred of personal information from them? They won't, will they? I mean, they'd have to be mad to... Oh no, they're just buying them and putting them in every single room so we don't miss a thing. I'm off to buy another house, car, boat, island, ticket to space. For so many years, intelligence agencies had recruited the best of the best to create incredible, covert devices hidden in everyday objects. Huge risks were being taken by operatives to get those devices into embassies and politicians' homes. People died trying to learn what others were talking about. If only they'd gifted them a device that could play music without you needing to press a button. And to be honest, little had changed, and inevitably, grown worse. 
All humans were chipped from birth, so they knew if your pilot's license had expired or the limit on what health treatment you could receive. All data was traded. If a family member was prone to a health condition, that meant the cost of your health insurance went up, and you couldn't be treated for it as that became a pre-existing condition for the entire family forever. No wonder underground surgeons such as Priva made a healthy living. Not, as the council would have you believe, because they are a criminal and must be punished, but because they would save your life for a price you could afford. Nothing annoyed the people in charge more than when they weren't profiting from your misery. It was their birthright. Monsoon and Sicario arrived at the address Eva had provided. Two floors, built to the absolute minimum space requirements the building company could get away with, to cram in more cramped living spaces and make even more money through people's discomfort. Sicario looked at the side of the buildings. Isn't that... Monsoon nodded. I thought following all those deaths from fire, that material had been removed. Wasn't it illegal or something? Monsoon sneered. It is illegal. It does kill people, but the council decided that the building contractor was in no way responsible for the material they fitted. But it's deadly. Of course. And as soon as the owner finds the money to pay the building contractor to remove it and fit a new, hopefully less lethal material, then they will be safe. Wait. The owner has to pay the people who fitted and profited from buying cheaper, lethal material to remove it and fit hopefully less lethal material. Monsoon nodded. You know, it annoys me when people explain how my job is immoral and unlawful. I don't get how killing one is worse than a council who will gladly kill thousands. We're both in it for the profit, and nothing else. At least it's not a high-rise. Imagine how many could die then. They looked around once more before moving to the back of the building. Nothing about this home made it look special. Who on earth lived here that warranted a high-end listening device being recovered? Not to say having specialists recruited to recover it. That was certainly how Monsoon saw the situation. They broke into the room with ease. There was no security to speak of. This was wrong, and they knew it. On the other hand, it was an easy job, and meant there wouldn't need to be a whole big build-up to the robbery. No scenes with planning things with a table full of maps and documents and photos of people pinned to the walls. The upshot being, they could get back to their own quest with little delay. I'll keep watch. Okay. Time passed. Right, so you've got to retrieve the device then. Where is it? She literally told us less than... Of course, you weren't listening. I mean, you actually weren't listening. No, of course you weren't. Why would you? Not like this is a partnership, is it? I mean, just for once. Time passed, but Monsoon still wasn't listening. And another thing. Why do I just get to carry the load while you've swan about? Sicario had moved out of earshot, much to Monsoon's relief. Not that he was listening anyway. But something caught his attention. A hollow picture on the wall, the heads moving and smiling in a gif kind of way that was far creepier than just having their picture. Monsoon leaned over for a closer look. Then he reacted. 
he ran through the room containing Sicario, grabbed him, and leapt towards the front window. Monsoon twisted as he did so. His well-protected back would take the brunt of the force. The safety biodegradable plastic window pane shuttered, and moments later, they hit the ground outside. Monsoon looked around at no one in particular and screamed at everyone. Run! Seconds later, the house imploded. The force once again setting fire to the external cladding. It caught fire so easily, it was a wonder of corruption how it had ever been passed for use on human habitation. The automatic fire suppressant systems kicked in, and the rubble was almost immediately left safe. Much as the council hated spending money on things that could save their voters' lives, even they weren't stupid enough to risk a fire when you were all living under a dome with nothing but oxygenless space beyond it. They lay on the floor for a moment before picking themselves up and making quickly for somewhere less conspicuous. What the hell? They wanted this device. Monsoon held up the scorched, although intact, carry case. We should have wondered why they'd thrown in such a decent case. If they wanted it, then why not just take it from Eva? Also, who are they? Okay, they wanted us dead, and they wanted the case. They enjoy manipulating people. It's, it's what the idle rich do. Sicario punched a nearby wall with more force than was sensible for someone with feeble human hands. He watched the blood trickle down the wall, but didn't move his fist away. She's already dead, isn't she? Monsoon carefully pulled Sicario's fist away from the wall and inspected it for damage. No. Don't just say what I want to hear. Be honest with me. Monsoon slapped Meditape over Sicario's cut. Sicario winced. He would never understand how he could take a beating in an epic fight and never showed any signs of pain. He had a plaster with some healing agents stung like the devil. He was just a good guy. That had to be it. There's no gain to killing Priva. They want us to find her, then they kill her in front of us. I know I asked, but could you try and be a smidge less brutally honest? Monsoon pulled his jacket down and put his arm on Sicario's shoulder. Okay, uh, there's no gain to killing her. They want us to find her. Then, before they kill her, we rescue her. Is that better? Sicario pushed Monsoon away and mumbled words not suitable for work under his breath. Okay, sorry, I'm trying to do the best I can to keep you sane. I know what Priva means to you. She's family. I know Carla's expecting a lot from you as her older brother, but honestly, what matters here right now is us staying alive. We've just been made fools of and we nearly got killed for it. We can't rescue Priva if we're dead, can we? Sicario said nothing. Instead... He started walking. She's not still going to be there, is she? He watched Sicario walking away before pulling that face you hope the other person doesn't notice. The slightly patronising, okay fine, let's do your thing then face. He walked briskly to catch up, and they walked together back to face Eva. Sicario didn't turn round. I know you pulled that face. They arrived in the alleyway, and not much to their surprise, the cardboard home was empty. Monsoon unnecessarily kicked it, and then stomped on it. 
He wasn't sure what it achieved, but it felt like the right thing to do. Although the act would look awful out of context. What now? Sicaria was silent. He was thinking. We can go hunting for her? Track her down, get her to tell us what she knows? She isn't stupid enough to come back, is she? She'll be long gone, probably at the port, looking to leave by whichever questionable cargo ship takes credits for stowaways. Just then, Eva appeared in the top of the alleyway. But rather, as they assumed, running away, she walked slowly towards them and even smiled and waved. This was odd behaviour for someone who tried to blow them up. Eva stopped and saw her home in ruins. She looked back up at Monsoon. Why? I mean, the audacity of the woman. You actually want us to answer that? Monsoon pulled out one of the Mary Janes in a well-practiced single fluid movement and pressed the muzzle to her forehead. Eva dropped the few half-eaten food items she'd managed to scavenge from the restaurant recycling units before being chased away. I mean, the owner didn't want the food, but he was damned if he was going to let someone starving eat the unwanted produce. He'd rather they died, presumably. Monsoon pressed the muzzle harder into her head. This normally worked well as an opening gambit for obtaining the information you were after. People were surprisingly open to chatting in these circumstances. Wait. Monsoon kept the weapon pressed, but turned to Sicario. This isn't right, is it? Monsoon had to admit, it was odd that a homeless lady who had sold them out was being so incredibly brazen about it. He lowered the weapon, but kept twitchy just in case this was another trick. Sicario eyeballed Eva. Why? Eva blinked at him. Sicario sighed. He will shoot you, you know. It was Eva's turn. Why? Sicario was about to launch into a blistering attack, but something... something about himself made him stop. He looked at Eva, but properly this time. It was like a spot the difference, but there was something in the corner of his eye telling him to look. His eyes darted around her face until he spotted it. Your left eye? There's no specks in it. Eva looked puzzled. I've never had specks, I don't think. I think they added that to later versions. You know, when they needed to repackage the same thing, but with a new angle to keep people buying them. Monsoon looked at Sicario. They led the response filter through their recently not blown up thought processes. Clone? Clone. They both looked back at Eva, who smiled at them. With some effort, but surprisingly little embarrassment, Monsoon reconstructed her home and insisted this time she took the credits. They then set to work on getting back inside the building. It was much harder this time, as the main door was locked. And yes, the switch on the wall didn't work anymore, before you ask. After more time than it really should have taken two professionals, they forced open the concealed entrance and bypassed their way past the security features. It was not as if they were expecting Ever, the other Ever, to still be there, but they might find some clues. This time, they were more cautious. There could be all kinds of unwelcome traps awaiting them. Disappointingly, it was clear the assumption had been made they would get taken with the bomb in the house. They found nothing to injure them. In the central room, the bodies were still there, just as they feared, with one more added to the pile. Because she did the job, or because she failed them? Does it matter? Monsoon shrugged and checked the other ever out for anything useful. But nothing. Hardly a surprise, and even if they had, it was likely something to misdirect them 
or worse, direct them to another way to die. Then they heard the sirens. Of course, outplayed again. And to be fair, they had killed everyone in that room, except one, so it won't be difficult to talk their way out of it. With some effort, they leave at the cage floor open and drop through into the space below, reasoning there must be an underground area. Not only that, but there was a tunnel leading them a long way from the building. This could, of course, be another trap, but their choices were limited, and anyway, you had to be careful how you let paranoia play you. Too much, and you just curl up into a ball waiting for the end. With a level of convenience normally preserved for formulaic shows, they clambered out of the tunnel near to where they'd parked in the first place. Except, the car was gone. I told you to put the... Monsoon held up a silencing hand. Well, don't expect me to contribute when you explain you've lost it. They won't believe it was stolen. Everyone tries that one. Monsoon began to walk away and continued round a corner. And there was the hire car. Or at least, what was left of it. The thief would have enjoyed his latest piece of stealing for less than 30 seconds before he found his internal organs bursting out in all directions from the force of an explosion under the vehicle. He wasn't surprised Sicario had a backup security feature, and, on the upside, Monsoon reckoned he'd be able to argue the car had, in fact, been stolen and avoid the penalty charges. Sicario arrived. Well, they did us a favour. Oh, I thought that was you. Monsoon started to walk again, then stopped and pushed open a vacant shop door a recently closed store promising all manner of renewable energy-powered-derived enjoyment. How quaint. Its closure had recently been due to its product choices. Wind and water-powered devices had been a massive commercial flop, almost exactly due to the lack of wind and tides inside a dome strapped to the side of an otherwise desolate planet. And with water being so expensive, this had left solar power to corner the market, which made those products more expensive than the rest cheap-end bargains. Also, the shop was called Pound Country, which felt a little bit on the nose. Sicario stepped inside and pushed the door shut. I know. Monsoon sat down hard. His legs were glowing amber. We can't get ahead of them, whatever we do. We have to come at this another way. Sicario pushed some magazines off a seat that he reassured himself were not pre-used and therefore safe to touch. He sat down and stretched his legs. What did you have in mind? Monsoon shrugged. They know we want Priva. They know we'll do whatever it takes to rescue her. All this is just a sideshow to keep them entertained. We're being their puppets. Silence fell for a moment. So, back to plan A then. The plan we both agreed was an emotional overreaction to the situation and would only cause us more problems than it would solve. Monsoon nodded. Yes, we kill them. Kill them all. With thanks to everyone who brought this to life. Heather Dent Cowan for supporting me always. The series was voiced by Paul Litchfield as the narrator, Jeremy Lim as Monsoon Jackson, Tiernan Duyeb as Sicario, Rosie Holt as Eva, Alison Ward as Carla. Amanda Redman as Priva and the adverts, Toby Haydock as the credits, and Tom Austin Morgan for editing this together. 
Written by Andy Case. Soundtrack by Andy Case. For Leitmotiv Productions Limited. Copyright 2023.